Well, we've reserved the first six weeks of this year, 2024, to think about the Grace Point identity. And we've used as a template the sorts of questions that an investigative reporter might ask. Who, what, why, where, when, how. And, and this morning we come to the question, <clears throat> excuse me, to the question, when? So several weeks ago, I reminded you of the 2020 vision goals that we established at the dawn of this, of this decade. And the last one was to be prepared to build a larger sanctuary to accommodate our growth and, and prepare us for the future. And of course, that was, uh, those were days full of great optimism at the beginning of 2020. It seemed like, like everything was coming up roses all over the place. And then COVID hit and changed everything, especially in regard to thinking about, about building uh, because things changed in regards to uh, the supply chain and interest rates and availability of building materials and, and economic indicators were in really desperate shape. Thankfully, they have, they've settled down a little bit, but the effects have been huge. Uh, the cost of building commercially has increased by 60% in the last four years. Isn't that amazing? Now, thankfully, those costs have leveled off, but, but we're never going to go back to where we were. But I have some good news. Jesus is still on the throne. And through all the ups and downs of these past years, the Lord has continued to be at work among us here at Grace Point. And, and in the background, uh, the board has been moving down the path to continue preparing us for what, what's next. And, and we've been going at sort of a deliberate pace while these years have been emerging from COVID and, and we've been getting back to some of those goals again. But I, I'm ready to let you know this morning that we are getting closer and closer to making some big decisions about our future. So let me show you an artist rendering of what the entrance to a new sanctuary might look like. And um, so just as a point of reference on the far left there, that's the entrance into the, the Christian Life Center. The far right here is our existing church building with a connecting hallway into the new lobby. And uh, so if, if you'd like to examine that a little bit more, there's a poster out in the lobby and I'll be standing next to that answering any questions you might have. You know, I'm so thankful for how God provides. Uh, Bill Schubert, who's part of our church family, works for this big architectural firm called CBLH. And, and he came along in the process and uh, they have served as consultants and, and have taken what I thought was a good plan and made it a great plan. And so we're, we're really thankful for that. But we're going to have some decisions to make as we continue to, to move along into the future. Right now, we're in final blueprint stage and should have complete, uh, complete drawings and a definite final cost estimate probably in about a month. I'm, I'm going to share with you next Sunday about finances when we think about the how question. 
Uh, but today, I just want you to know that the answer to the question, when is this going to happen, is probably very soon. I'm expecting before summer to have a congregational meeting where we will sit down together and we will have some conversation. We will count the cost and we will make some decisions about where we go in the future. Now, I, I know there's a natural question that comes along with all of this. And the question is, uh, how do we know that this is the time to act? How can we be sure that this is the right time? It, it's so easy to get bogged down asking questions about when the time is right. Those of you who know me well know that I have a lens that I, I understand all of life. I interpret all of scripture through this lens of relationship. And relationships are all about that question, when is the time right? And honestly, there's usually no perfect time to do just about anything. I mean, I hear the rationalizations all the time. Uh, we will get married when? Or we'll have kids when? Or we'll get back to church when? Or we'll start tithing when? When we're more financially secure? Or when we're out of debt? Or when we have a house? Or when we have better jobs? Or when you, you name it. And that process goes on for so many, many people. And if you wait until the perfect time, you won't do anything. So don't get stuck in the paralysis of analysis. Make sure that you are you're thinking about relationship. And, and, and if you're waiting to do something until the perfect moment comes along, Satan's got you. Because that perfect moment is never going to come. And so the issue sometimes is not so much when as are we thinking about relationship and how we please the Lord? Because if, if we have to have some kind of definite sign from God, it probably is an indicator that we are in an immature relationship. Mature relationships are when people know each other and know how to respond. Immature relationships are when you have to be told everything to do. Little children need to be told exactly what to do at bedtime. Put on your pajamas, go potty, brush your teeth, say your prayers. As you get, as your kids get a little older, you just say, time to get ready for bed. Then as they get older yet, they just know it's bedtime and that's great too. By the time you get to my age, you can't wait to go to bed at the end of a long, hard day. If you've ever worked with someone who only does specifically what they've been instructed to do, you know what a crazy situation that is and how frustrating it is. Because employers want people to learn the job and then take initiative. You know, God wants us to take initiative too. 
He wants us to know him and to desire to please him and then keep walking through the open doors that he provides. Like the parent or the employer, there may be a time when the child shouldn't go to bed or the employee should wait for further instructions. And at those times, it takes willingness to not do things the way we wish we could. And that's the best paradigm I know for doing what God wants us to do. Take initiative, and then if for some reason the Lord puts up a roadblock, wait and listen to what he has to say, and then be obedient. You know, there are all kinds of great verses in the Bible that suggest how important this process is. Like Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Or our verse of the year, as we started out last year, Colossians 3.17, that says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Or one of my favorite verses in the Bible, which is Psalm 37.4, which says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, you know, a lot of people get stuck on the back half of that verse, the desires of your heart part. But the genius is the first part of that verse, delight yourself in the Lord. Just exactly what, we, what we've been talking about. When, when you make it your passion to please the Lord, it changes everything. I have my own paraphrase for Psalm 37, 4. It goes like this. When I want for my life what God wants for my life, I will never be disappointed. Isn't that a great way to understand how we live this life and God wants what's best for us. So living in God's will is actually a byproduct of getting to know him. And the better we know him, the more likely we are to walk confidently as we serve him and live out the lordship of Christ in our lives. When you seek to bring God pleasure with your life, it enhances your relationship with him. And we often, we often make this walk with the Lord way too complicated. God simply wants us to know him and then respond to him and, and to get to know him better so that we can respond even better. You know, we talk about this in our relationship with other people. One of the things we say is it's our responsibility to see a need and meet that need. It's a simple process. Well, actually, we need to apply that same principle to our relationship with the Lord. We need to know what pleases him and then do it. it, it it's how relationships work. Uh, guys, that February 14th thing is coming up. I just want you to know I'm here for you. Uh, I was talking with a gentleman recently, and he said, uh, I'm really good at romance. My wife doesn't know it. <laughs> he said, I, I, I bring her flowers and candy, and, and she doesn't appreciate that stuff at all. And I said to her, 
you're not good at romance. Uh, Because as Gary Smalley said, God gives every husband his own personal romance manual. It's his wife. And And a husband's job is to study the manual and figure it out. And if what you're trying to do to introduce romance into your relationship isn't working, it's time to go back to the textbook. It's time to study. I need you to know, I was in the remedial romance class for a very, very long time. But over the years, because I love Cheryl, I I kept trying to figure out what kinds of things would really please her in, in relationship. And, and I discovered that she liked to be surprised, but because her love language is quality time, she also loves anticipating what's coming next. So one birthday, I, I finally got it figured out. And uh, I, I went to her principal at school and I arranged for her to reserve her personal days and took a weekend, and I, I planned a getaway to her favorite place on the planet, which at that time was Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. And I, I, uh, I bought a birthday balloon and a birthday card, and I put it on her pillow one month before her birthday. And I couldn't wait for her to walk into the bedroom. For some reason, she wanted to stay up late that night. <laughs> By the time she's bleary-eyed walking into the bedroom, she sees the balloon and she bursts into tears. She says, don't you even know when my birthday is? (laughs) I said, read the card. (laughs) And then she read the card and she burst into tears all over again. And it was so much fun because I went from being a goat to the goat <laughs> in just a few seconds. And we had a, we had a great, great time. And, and you, you want to know, that's one of our precious memories because it was the first time. But I, I learned a formula. <laughs> and I worked it over and over and over again because I knew how to bring romance into her life. So why do I say that? Well, obviously it's just been five weeks since her passing and I, I miss her desperately. But, but mostly, it's, it's as an illustration because as I love to say, relationship rules apply to your relationship with the Lord. And the, and the better we get to know Him, the more we're able to please Him because we know his heart. And, and that's how relationships grow. And the more we learn what pleases him, the more initiative we can take. Now, I, I do need to pause here because I want to remind you how this works. <clears throat> Anytime you take initiative, you assume some level of risk. Because sometimes I thought I got it right with Cheryl and found out, because she had a way of telling me, I did not. (laughs) 
So when we take initiative, it's true that we assume some level of risk. Now, the good news is because Cheryl was gracious, even when I didn't get it right, at least she appreciated the effort. And that spurred on more commitment to try to get it right. And you know, God does not expect perfection from you, but he does call you to action. And I hope you're making spiritual application the whole way along here because the Lord wants us to know him and then take initiative to please him and understand that we may not get it exactly right, but we don't have to be perfect for him to be pleased. Sometimes it's going to be harder than we first imagined. Occasionally, we're going to downright fail. But still, when we take initiative, it blesses the Lord because he is all about relationship and relationships are marked by mutual service. That's why last week we reminded ourselves from 1 John chapter 4 that we love because he first loved us. It's this mutuality in relationships that's so important. So let's spend a few moments this morning talking about where we are in the life of the church. God has uh, continued to call us to grow. And, and, and our purpose is to help more people get committed to Jesus and to be developing growing relationships with him. As you've heard me say before, the church is the only organization that exists for people who are not yet a part of it. Our task is to be creating an environment where people are discovering Jesus and growing in him. And it's part of this, of this process to which we are, are called. And, and if our focus is on the church getting bigger because it makes us feel more important or provides greater prestige, we've missed the boat. It's not, it's not about getting bigger. Uh, bragging rights have, has no place in the church, the large church, capital C. And actually, having a growing church is just a side effect of reaching more people for Jesus. In recent years, I learned a lot about side effects. And they have a way of, of complicating life. And, and so oh, we have to understand that that's how relationships work as well, but it's, it's worth the effort. You know the simplest thing to do in life? Nothing. But if you do nothing, you're not building any relationships anywhere. And God's calling us to, to something bigger than that. Through the years, I, I've had many people get nostalgic about one time or another in the life of the church as we've gone through this journey over these last decades together. They even say, I wish it could be the way it was when. Um, nostalgia is one of Satan's traps, you know. Uh, when we get caught in the past, he wins. Now, 
I love memories too. And, and they're good when they help create a history, but they are bad when they hold us back. They need to be a part of an ongoing story. And as much as we'd like to, we can't live in the past. And trying to do that becomes self-defeating. Would you like some evidence for that? Last year, 4,000 churches in America closed their doors forever. You, you know, the only way to stay the same is to decide that you're not going to make room for others. The only way to stay the same is to decide that you are going to watch the demise of what God wants to do. And trying to stay the same when the Lord wants us focused on reaching others for Him, as far as I'm concerned, is the same as telling God no. No, I, I, I don't want to be uncomfortable. No, I don't want life to get more complicated. No, I don't want things to be harder than they are. I want things to stay the same. It doesn't work in any of your relationships and it certainly doesn't work in your relationship with the Lord. And all I know about telling God no is that that's the most dangerous spiritual territory you can ever inhabit. And the Lord wants us to continue growing. And for that to happen, we need to make room for what's next. And our, our church board has been preparing for this since before the pandemic. And, and next week, we're going to talk about, about how some of this process has played itself out and, and how we're going to move forward together. Um, actually, I, I want to be honest with you. P part of the equation is my age. Um, my intention, as long as my health holds out, is to remain in my position here at Grace Point until at least age 75. In case you're wondering, I'm 66. Uh, and I'll tell you the big reason why. It's because uh, I, I want to shepherd this process through to the end. <clears throat> The worst thing in the world would be for us to build a new building, to assume debt, and have me retire and say, have fun. <laughs> and so that is, that's part of the equation for, for where we are and why the timing is right. Because God is at work among us, and, and we want to strike while the iron is hot. And so next week, the question is how? How do we get there? What's the financial plan? Can we, should we do this thing for the Lord? And so in the coming months, we'll be having congregational meeting. Uh, we'll be asking some of the big questions. We'll have plenty of opportunity for discussion. We'll make big decisions about our future together. But my prayer is the one thing we will not do is tell God no. So begin now praying for our future. 
Ask the Lord for grace, for wisdom, for unity. And please remember that unity is not the same as unanimity. Sometimes we think that everybody has to be on exactly the same page for us to be able to, to move forward. And, and we can be committed to the church even though we're not sure that everything's happening exactly the way we like it to happen or we think it should happen. Our first foray during my tenure back in 1995 and 96 was building the gym that we have out in the back there. And I was still fairly young in ministry at that time. And walking through this process for the first time, having our congregational meetings, one of the most influential people in the church was not sure it was a good idea, wondering why in the world a church would ever need or want a gym. And uh, when it came time to vote, I'm pretty sure she voted against it. Although we had a very strong majority to move forward. Uh, fast forward two years, standing in the gym watching kids run and play and so many exciting things are going on in the life of the church. She walks up next to me, kind of bumps my shoulder and said, you know, this is the best thing we ever did. And I loved that moment. Be because for one thing, it showed me her love for the church and her great humility in understanding that maybe she didn't see it exactly right. Uh, and, and the other thing um, was that uh, it was a reminder that, that we don't have to have 100% agreement to be 100% committed to each other. By the way, that's also true in every relationship, right? I love to tell people in premarital counseling, if two people agree about everything, one of them isn't necessary. And so as we move forward together as a church, please know that you can be committed to the process even though you have some questions along the way. So we're going to be entering this amazing year full of momentous decisions that we make together. And as we do that, I, I'd like to offer a simple prayer for all of us to pray today. It simply goes like this. Lord, may you find pleasure in our passion for serving you. Lord, may you find pleasure in our passion for serving you. Will you say that with me? Lord, may you find pleasure in our passion for serving you. Lord, that's, that's our desire. Uh, and, and we know there's all kinds of debate that we can have about when the time is right and when the plan is exactly perfect and and uh, I know that so much of that is a part of, of how our discussions are, are going to take place. But I'm praying, Heavenly Father, that you will speak your grace 
into these coming days that you will make it our passion to want to serve you and bring you pleasure and do what's most important from your perspective. So give us wisdom, give us grace, give us unity, give us vision as we go into the days you have marked out for us. Thank you for that privilege, Lord. As always, we give ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, and welcome back to the Galleon Grace Point podcast. Um, it's going to be kind of a different one this week. Normally, kind of have an interview format, and I guess that's kind of what we've got going on, but it's almost kind of a teaser for what I've said about next season, where it's going to be more of a group format. And um, We're not doing a Bible study tonight because we just got done with a Bible study. So uh, just kind of having uh, a group of friends here tonight. Um, Lots of illness and appointments and scheduling conflicts going on, so a um, couple guests that we've got lined up kind of moving through some illness and stuff, so that's what we're going with tonight, and so we've got Natalie and Mike Thomas, we've got Hello. Nate and Kim Lovely, we've got my wife Rochelle, <laughs> was that because I said Natalie first? <laughs> no. Um, and actually, Kim was just referred to as the essential oil lady, so uh, my wife Rochelle and then myself. Um, so we're going to touch on the sermon a little bit, just kind of catch up, uh, catch up on what's been going on uh, here in the church, things coming up, and then uh, maybe even brush on a little of what we learned in Bible study tonight. So um, in the sermon notes here, um, I also noticed at the top, Kim, was this you're doing right there? Shouldn't that have been when up there? Was that uh, the week before's with okay, the... Not, I don't do... Well, I do... But I did not look at that. Where are you looking at? Should right right here under the Grace Point Identity. Why do we do what we do? I'm pretty sure that was the week before's one. I didn't do that. That's Paul does it. Ah, uh, okay. That part, I do. Boom, boom. I Calling do you out, Paul. <laughs> um, and so, anyway. But, no, I, I oh, help Mike. edit. And I'll tell you, sorry. I do help edit, but Jeannie is the supreme editing queen. Okay. And so when I'm reading, if it looks right, sometimes right. it is right. So the only I am reason not I even the best noticed one. It was because like in the in the title for each episode, I put in like the in abbreviations like identity series. Yes. And last week's was why do we do what we do? And I was like, man, did I screw that up? And last week I had the wrong one, but <laughs> nope, wasn't me. <laughs> totally, I missed <laughs> Calling it. Calling you out, Paul. Missed um, it. So from this past Sunday, um, really uh, one of the biggest things was seeing the sketches for the new sanctuary that's coming. And uh, first of all, it's beautiful. It looks really incredible. Um, I would say Kim probably has the most knowledge and behind the scenes stuff. If you want to add anything to to anything that's been going on architecturally, uh, <laughs> I'm putting her on the spot. Essential no, oil lady. So what I <laughs> so I've seen some of the plans, and I'm always the one that says, "Now where is this at? Where was? Wait, that's the bathroom, or that's what? What is that?" So they're always kind of having to give me that visual of this is where this is located, and here's this and that. So. Um, We've had those plans, and it, it's just, it's neat to see, just from my perspective, not ever having gone through any of this building kind of stuff, is is watching how those things are just coming to fruition, how they're changing and morphing over time. So, 
it's just it's neat to watch yeah it, it's really really cool i, I felt uh super important when I stopped in that day and uh, got to see the <laughs> the sketches as they came in five minutes later so it was really really cool and then out in the lobby there there's a kind of a more detailed sketch of where everything's gonna be um, even some like little you know nooks and crannies of stuff there's gonna be like a viewing window for uh, like mothers with infants that way like they're they can still be part of the service and you know also not be disrupting the service so that's that's a really cool thing too um, Anybody else have anything they wanted to add about the the building? Nate, Mike, Natalie, Michelle? No. <laughs> Kim's like, all right, someone seriously, please <laughs> take the mic. Anyone want to take this microphone? Um, I think the okay, other I thing on it. the sermon for me and me and Nate talked about it a lot this week, um, just with different ideas we've had going through our head, was uh, where it says in there, it's easy to get bogged down asking if the timing is right. Um, actually, there is no perfect time to do just about anything. Don't get stuck in the paralysis of analysis, and he kind of used uh, some examples of, you know, a couple that's like, we're going to have kids when the time's right. We're going to get married when this happens. We're going to move. We're going to do this when the timing is right. And really there isn't one. And, um, you know, kind of seems like this was all coming to fruition as COVID hit and like, you know, it disrupted really everything in everybody's life at that time. So, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of questions going around as far as, well, we're out of this now, but the building costs and the materials, everything, you know, but there is no perfect time. So why not jump into it now? And um, my wife and I really resonated with that because, you know, we were, um, so I'd said on this podcast a couple months ago that my grandmother passed away. And then um, when that happened, so my parents are buying her house, we are now buying theirs and we are selling ours, just sold ours actually, but we struggled there for a little bit wondering if it was the right decision but just kind of left it in God's hands and kind of felt like that was what I I needed to hear at least um mainly it wasn't like I was second guessing the decision but there's also parts you know um you even said it when you posted the house for sale like this was going to be our forever home and now it's not and so um that was definitely something that I that I I took took away from do you have anything you want to add Rochelle okay Nate's got the mic (laughs) I don't think that Kim and I have planned uh, anything. You know, our Both of our kids, we didn't plan, no. and they've been a blessing. Uh, and like you talked about, I want to put an addition on the house and have a little family room with a fireplace. And I, you know, I told you, I, said, I don't know if I'm ready to do that or not. And, you know, you brought it up, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Pastor Paul always hits the nail on the head, so it, it always resonates with me. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, Mike or Natalie, do you have anything you wanted to add on that uh, part of the sermon? <laughs> All our children were planned. <laughs> That's what I was going Okay, yeah. So I will say that I used to plan everything in my life. And I wouldn't say that I consulted God on a lot of it. Um, just because, like... I actually kind of got laughed at when I was walking across the court, homecoming court, um, <laughs> football on Friday night okay. when I was a senior in high school. And it was, what are her plans? And it was literally like, go to college, become a teacher, get married, and be a mom. <laughs> so, like, those were my goals. And, um, yeah, and, that, and that's what I did. You know, I did. I went to college, became a teacher, got married, and had kids. Um, and then it kind of went... D- like after two kids, that's when 
Mike was like, no, not on board anymore. And I'm like, what? We're not going <laughs> to yeah. have four kids. Yeah. <laughs> and going? so, and you know, and a lot of time went by before we had Lillian. And I would say that was really kind of when the shift happened for me. Okay. Um, when I was like, okay, this really is in God's hands because I'm not persuading my husband to change his mind about having another kid. And I was like, you know, on him for a good two years, solid two years, I would say at least about having another kid. Cause they were all supposed to be two years apart. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. And, um, I mean, I'm not really that crazy and psychotic. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just what I wanted. And so, um, I really learned to surrender, you know, and it is definitely God's plan because I had planned on, uh, moving into administration after teaching, you know, a good half part of my career. Yeah. And God kept sh- closing doors. And so you realize like, oh, wow, I really don't have any control over my life. Like right. it, it is all in God's timing. And the moment that you just kind of release that control and surrender, that's when you really feel true peace. Yeah. And well, so. it kind of goes back to when you were on the podcast, too. And, you know, you were kind of going through those feelings of leaving teaching and starting your business and everything. And um, it wasn't necessarily a, it, like you were ready, but the time, I guess, wasn't yeah. right at that time, but it was at the same time because there wasn't a right time. And right. Mike came on board and there, here, here you are now. Yeah. <laughs> and same with, mm-hmm. same with you, Kim, when you left there. Um, yeah. And then, uh, I, I think the, it seems like just about every, uh, sermon that we go through, there's, I've got something notated here about relationships. It's obviously, a, a recurring theme at this church specifically, it's a big thing that Pastor Paul likes to drive home is uh, the relationships we build with one another and that we are we are meant and we are built for relationships. And um, that's a, a pretty cool thing because we're all sitting around here right now. Um, what did we throw this together? Two and a half hours ago, three hours ago, <laughs> and uh, so it's kind of cool. Like I said, it's kind of a it's kind of a dry run for next season. But uh, um, you guys have all heard everyone's story on here except for one person, and you're gonna hear that <laughs> one this week. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Mike's on the podcast this week, so uh, that'll be that'll be the next interview. Um, like I said, this was kind of an impromptu thing, so it's definitely not uh, gonna be my best work tonight, but. Uh, we'll uh, see our way through it here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just looking at this, um, I think that, like I said, the main thing I can take away from it is just leaving everything in God's hands. And um, that goes with the whole win thing. There, there isn't a time there, there really, the win is now whenever, you know, the Holy Spirit has put it in you that this is the time. And um, it's, it's been, it's been really, really cool. But uh, Anything else been going on just uh, in anybody's lives right now before we kind of get into Bible study? Anything new? Um, I know Nate's uh, chomping at the bit to, you know, gloat because he was on before the national championship. Um, I kind of think, though, if I'm going to let him say anything about Michigan football, I'm going to require that you sing the fight song first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Anything got anybody got anything new and exciting? Actually, uh, we can give the mic back to Kim because it popped in my head. But life-wise, uh, just started. How's it going? It was so awesome. So last Thursday we started. We have first and second graders, and it was so great. We had 
Um, kids were so excited to come when we got to the school. You know, I was so nervous. My biggest thing was, please don't be late. Don't ever be late. Don't be late. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so thankfully everything worked out great. Doug Rigdon is driving our van for us. And it was just so much fun. We sang all the way over. We talked about the lesson on the way back. The kids absolutely loved what they did while they were there. And it was just a blessing from the moment we started till the moment we left. And it was really cool because um, Sarah Wigison picked up the kids and dropped them off. And then I had two different first grade or second grade teachers that just collectively came and dropped the kids off and then came and got them. So it was just it was so great. It was great to see the partnerships developing. It was wonderful to have the kids there and talking to them about stuff on the way back. And it was just, it was wonderful. Yeah, that's awesome. It was so great. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool to see uh, the evolution in the kids' faith because uh, just like Scott said on the episode a couple of weeks ago, just uh, on the recesses that they don't have balls outside, some of them were bringing their Bibles out and stuff. And I, like I said, I've noticed a, a lot of conversations being had about Christ and younger kids now than at least than I've noticed before in the past. So. Yeah. One of the stories that we got was from one of the kids moms and said that she came home and she wanted to catch up in all of Genesis. So she was reading the Bible with her dad to okay. make sure that they were ready to go for next week. That's so awesome. she didn't miss anything. I was like, wow, like prepared. that is just so cool. <laughs> that so, is really, really cool yeah. to dig into that. I guess we'll kind of go around. I'll, I'll hand it to Rochelle and then she can hand to Nate and then you can go down the line, just kind of see what's new and anything you want to mention. Um, obviously, just moving is pretty new, so we um, are dealing with that right now. But I had a great conversation with Natalie and Kim a couple weeks ago about it. It kind of reminded me when Pastor Paul was going over the sermon to not um, tell God no. So they really broke down how they listened to God talking to them, which was helpful for me because everything has been so loud lately. So I've just been learning how to quiet my, you know, stuff that's going on around me and just hearing what God has to say to me. So um, there have been specific instances that I've actually been able to hear him and like respond. So I think that that was pretty cool. But that's just something that stood out to me and yeah right now pretty much moving is occupying our whole life <laughs> moving and basketball that's pretty much our life right now um before you pass it to me i was going to see if you would just give an update on london and her sister and everything going on with them yeah so um london is actually not doing very well she had her um last chemo treatment and um ended up with a blood infection, mm. some type of fungal blood infection, and um, her platelets and blood counts are just not recovering from the chemo, so she um, is dealing with a lot right now, so she could use a lot of prayers, but... And there is a blood mm. drive for tomorrow, yes. correct? Uh, I think February 15th. Oh, is it the following week? Okay, I thought it was tomorrow. Yeah, okay, so. so February 15th at Madison High School. Um, they are doing a blood drive because I think she's at, she, she has O negative. Is that, I think that's the rarest type of mm. blood. And is that right? I don't know. But she's had 68 counts of blood that she's been given, had to, uh, or transfusions that she's had. So they're just putting that on for her. Um, and you so. only been able to see her for what, a couple weeks? 
it's been a couple months with Christmas break and stuff, but mm. yeah. So yeah, keep her in your prayers. Um, yeah, so. Um, the blood drive was mentioned in the news journal. It was on the front page of the news journal today, and it's on their website. So if anybody is interested in donating um, or finding any information out about that, um, go to the Mansfield News Journal website. Um, but other than that, I'll pass it over to you, Nate. The one thing um, in my work, I've been seeing the Lord working, and people have been opening up to me for whatever reason that may be, which wasn't the case in years past. Uh, High-risk pregnancy um, at, a, at a store yesterday, and she just kind of, you know, broke down, and I just told her that, you know, I'd keep her in my prayers, and uh, some family issues with a couple people today. It's just, it's just eye-opening to see when you let the Lord into your life that, you know, he's bringing people to me to you know, try to help them and pray for them, and it's, it's just been awesome. Um, other than that, I'm just looking forward to fishing, camping, and golfing season, um, and uh, just to keep celebrating the national championship until uh, <laughs> next January. And he did get out today. He did golf yes, today. He, he said he uh, he said he shot a 43. So uh, I guess we'll have Kim pass the mic to Mike. The mic to mic. You have nothing new? <laughs> it's your turn. What was your new? I, I oh, life-wise? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, new with me, um, I'm kind of um, new in my journey with Christ. Um, I do speak a lot at work, and people ask me, like, what did you do this weekend? And I'll mention church, and it normally leads into deeper conversation. Mm -hmm. I've got a kid that um, I kind of bring it up nonchalantly every now and then just to kind of keep him not force him but kind of right. nudge him just hey yeah you know or did you check out that other church you were talking about yeah. you know and, and just keeping it keeping it going so that's just something new that i've been trying to do and uh, it was brought to my attention that uh during the winter i kind of get grumbly and uh <laughs> who brought a that borderline depressed uh, <laughs> so i think um being here and and doing you know, the Bible studies on Wednesday and being more active and being here. And um, I think it's kind of helped. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Yeah. And like I said, Mike will be on the podcast next week. So we'll get to know him uh, a little bit more. And uh, Mike is very, very talented. He's got a, a skill he's working on right now. Um, a very good painter. And I'm, I'm sure we'll delve into that a little bit more next week. I don't want to I don't want to give away too much, mm -hmm. and then, you know. <laughs> Want, yeah, a little bit of a teaser. We got a—he's an onion. We got to peel back the layers. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Natalie, what about you? Um, so we've just had some changes with the business answering the call. Um, so we're just kind of excited to expand. So we're doing some organization, and then um, we're going to try to launch a we care package. Okay. Um, and Colette, who attends our church, yeah. she's going to kind of be the one heading that okay. um so it's to so currently our cleaning um really it's just all families so the we care is it's very it's going to be very structured very differently where it's more helping with dishes possibly laundry maybe going to the store to get a few things okay. um so more for your our elderly yeah, or maybe disabled you know so just being able to help our community yeah um 
that is solely like the drive of answering the call is just to be able to be of service for our community and surrounding communities. So yeah. it's just exciting to um, build relationships with people and to be able to really see the impact that our employees are having in our community. Okay, so. awesome. That's awesome. Um, so I guess we'll kind of touch on Bible study for a little bit and then we can kind of do reverse order uh, back around. But uh, I think uh, during the study tonight, what really stuck out to me because um, <clears throat> just like when, you know, there's there's been some deaths in the church family and some some bad health going on and, you know, it's easy to ask yourself, you know, why are, why are bad things happening to good people? And um, I've kind of delved into it myself and had my own, uh, own opinions and, um, you know, uh, free will is a part of that. But, you know, he touched on it tonight that there's so much evil in this world as far as the free will goes. Like, you know, there's things that we don't even understand that we're putting in our bodies and that are designed to make us sick and everything that, um, that, you know, he said, someone's going to come up to you and say, you know, like when, uh, when his wife died, he, so, you know, he said multiple times people would come up to him and say, you know, it's all part of God's plan. And, um, and he knows that people mean well when they're saying that, but that there is a ton of evil out there. And, um, it, and also, I kind of thought of that, too, because, you know, in those circumstances, like, I have a hard time with coming up what to say, period, you know, when there's been a death and I'm at a funeral or something like, you know, I've, I remember one time I said, I walked in, I saw someone, I was like, oh, it's good to see you. And then I'm thinking, wait, no, that's not what I meant to say here. But um, so it, it kind of cleared up some of that for me. But um, uh, I know Rochelle, she was uh, actually painting and kind of got in late to... Uh, Bible study tonight, so I, you know, I'm sure you don't have a, a whole lot to add on from tonight. But uh, Nate, I'll I'll uh, see what you took away from tonight. I I liked when he uh, talking about you know how do I or how do we use our time, talents, and treasures. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm obviously a big Michigan fan, and I still to this day schedule my life around what time Michigan's playing football. I know you're a big Steelers fan. You probably do the same thing. I, you know, I that hit home with me. It's like, you know, Kim or the girls want to go do something, and Michigan's on at seven. I'm, I'm not. Or the guys want to feed you. Or, or, if, or if Mike is having a you know, little get together at his house, and you know, I demand that the game has to be on, or I'm not coming. That just kind of that hit home with me. That, yeah. that part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that was a big thing for me tonight. Well, and also. Uh, you know, during the sermons, you can feel like he's talking right to you. But then also tonight at Bible study, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah that, that kind of hit me a little bit. But uh, Rochelle kind of nudged me after I uh, passed over her with the mic, and she said she did have something she wanted to add real quick. <laughs> so I wasn't at Bible study, but I it does bring up something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and it's – I listened to the sermon, and it's called The Rule of 50-20, and it's about Genesis 50-20, and where, you know, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. So it talk, you know, it's a lot of bad things do happen, but once you're out of the bad and you gain some perspective, you really can see that God is on your side, and a lot of those bad things, he can actually 
create so much good out of them. Mm-hmm. So not that, you know, those things aren't hard, but I do think that if you're like walking with the Lord, a lot of those things are going to be good in the end, all those hard times. Absolutely, I agree. What about you, Kim? So I actually, Natalie will not be surprised, and neither will Rochelle, but when he started talking about where was Armageddon, I'm like, oh, we need a map. Let me just pull that out. And of course, you know, and talking about where those places could be and things like that. But I just, I have so enjoyed, and my Bible is like so written up right now with some of the things, because I don't want to forget, because every time I feel like I read Revelation, I just, my mind gets so blown because there's so, it is, and there's so much metaphorical language, and there's just so much going on, and you jump from demon frogs coming out (laughs) to, you know, a prostitute riding on a red beast, and my visual mind just goes nuts and all of that, so, you know, I'm trying to write down and remember as much as I can from when he's giving um, instruction in here, because I love the way that he teaches it because it, it is very common sense. It is very, um, I, I don't know, it, it doesn't take you down the rabbit trails of craziness that I think some things can when we start looking up, hey, what did this mean in Revelation? So I don't know, I really appreciate that. And I, I had the same, the same point stuck out to me that did to Nate was about how do I use my time, my talents and my treasures and looking at that as, you know, really evaluating what, what are my idols? What do I put above God in those, in those areas? So that, that really stuck out to me too. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, you, you got to look at it in, in, a, in a different lens though too. Like no one's saying that you can't do those things that you invest in, you know, Michigan football, Pittsburgh football, or, you know, essential oils. Right. <laughs> uh, but don't make it, don't let it consume you. Right. Um, you know, things then it's you know it's no better than an addiction to an alcohol or a drug or anything at that point so Mike uh, what about you what about before Mike answers I, I have a question it'll only make sense to the people that were at Bible study tonight what is the difference between a prostitute and a bride <laughs> <laughs> Best answer. it is not, not the dress <laughs> <laughs> or was it <laughs> I, I mean it, it was, was. we're really really be thinking about that one and definitely have to dive deeper into that but uh what i took away from tonight um which and it kind of goes with an everyday thing and going with the flow and being comfortable um sometimes you have to step out of your comfort zone um i've done it many times here uh, smile on her face <laughs> but no it, it's on a daily basis you know we get so caught up going to work come home mm-hmm. do your you know, your dinners, you're lazing around watching TV, and it's yeah. just boom, boom, boom. And then it's like, hey, we have a Bible study on Wednesday. And it's like, okay, let's do that instead yep. of sitting on the couch and watching TV. Yep. Yep. So stepping out of your comfort zone is definitely uh, something I took away from that. Today. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you said that because right now there's a great opportunity to do that for anybody listening because there's a fresh lineup of sheets on the uh, on the cafe doors in there for a lot of connection groups that we've got uh, coming up um, and we'll touch on those uh, right before we wrap up here but uh, yeah there's a, a ton of stuff to sign up for but you're right yeah we've mentioned it on a couple podcasts you know just you know jump in if there's something that interests you even a little bit for a second try it out you know I 
I wasn't sure how it was going to go on that, that first men's charter. And then, yeah. you know, I, I've talked about it countless times on here. It was awesome. And I've created, Look at us now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at us now. I've created some of the, the best friends I've ever had from it. So if, uh, if you get a chance, do it. Um, any of them. I mean, women's Bible study. There's countless things out there. Adult Bible school, etc. We did the um, oil changes for single moms. Yep, I've done that a few times. That's that's really fun. Yeah. Um, you know the Grateful Givers. Uh, thanks, Thanksgiving morning. Yeah. Uh, that's, yep. It's a great time. Yep. Um, so just get involved. I think uh, a couple years ago, uh, Neil and I and a few other guys. Uh, Put a roof on a garage yeah. here in town. So, yeah. and then I think I was off by chance one time for the work hard, play hard yep. on a Monday. Awesome. So I got to be part of that. Yeah, it's cool. If you get a chance to sign up for one of these, and like I said, we'll touch on them here in a little bit. Uh, definitely, definitely jump right in. Natalie, how about you? I mean, I've agreed with everything that you guys have said. Um, I think living out righteousness. Uh, it can be very challenging sometimes because um, we all are human and sometimes our flesh wants to come through and just, you know, like cat claw yeah. some people. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, there's been moments when I've been challenged by people and I literally look down and I'm wearing my like shirt that I got from my women's retreat and I'm <laughs> like, what? Oh, yeah, it's okay. So um, just, re- you know, remembering to remain righteous and you know even if there's a day when you're really having a bad day you know really reflecting and and recognizing that in yourselves because that was me last Thursday night into Friday morning and I even told my Bible study girls I was like I literally dropped Lillian off at school and pulled over and prayed (laughs) like I was like okay God and I and it was that ugly talking to God you know where it probably doesn't sound very pretty on the other side, um, but God knows your heart and he, he knows what you're thinking anyway, so you might as well verbalize it out loud. And um, But just really trying to allow him to help you through difficult situations, difficult people, you know, just keeping him at the forefront and realizing he does have a purpose, he has a plan. And even though sometimes things don't really make sense and life can be frustrating, he he still needs to be the center of it also absolutely and that's not a bad thing to pull over and do that i mean mine's kind of it on my 20 minute drive into work every day and uh yeah if you've just got to pull over and have that time with them there's there's definitely nothing wrong with that um yeah so i guess uh we'll do uh one more real pass around here but uh you know we kind of said what's up what anything on the horizon that's coming up uh for any of you guys like i know mike and nate you got uh, the expo this weekend but uh, natalie got anything up on the horizon volleyball volleyball uh-huh <laughs> two weekends of volleyball we're at cincinnati this weekend and then michigan oh, next geez, weekend some driving. okay so mm-hmm. is that two weeks left is what you're saying no oh no just getting started oh just getting started. Okay. <laughs> we're kind of at the lucky point we've got what two weeks of regular season basketball and then tournament and then we are done Brantley doesn't do a spring sport anymore so that's when me and nate get to start uh, game planning for football season yeah. which i have some dates for you i, I gotta give you after this uh, Mike, other than uh, the expo? <laughs> really nothing much, just the expo. I'm waiting on a call from you to get you all settled in the new place. 
get everything moved over. And I, mean, I appreciate that. And I should clarify. I should clarify because uh, Matt and Jen asked me um, when they heard that we were moving uh, when we were at the breakfast Saturday. They're like, wait, you're not like going to stop coming to Grace Point, are you? I'm like, no, it's five minutes away. So I know okay. some people can hear moving and think like, you know, we're moving, you know, an hour away or something. Jesus. We are, what is it, like three miles down the road or something? It's not far. So we'll still be here. <laughs> Nothing changes. Just uh, instead of being right around the corner, add three or four minutes to our drive. So Kim, anything going on with you? No, we're just waiting on you guys to tell us when we can come help you move or yep. paint something <laughs> or... Anything like that, so a lot yeah. of that, a uh, lot of that coming up. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Fishing Expo, um, Aub <coughs> Aubrey, our oldest, will graduate uh, April twenty seventh. So, awesome. uh, from BG, so that's uh, that's coming up quick. Congrats, Aubrey. Um, and then whatever shenanigans we all get into for the fishing, camping, uh, looking forward to many trips fishing or camping whatever i'm in and then to help you guys move obviously <laughs> it's gonna be a fun summer rochelle what do you have because it's the same as me uh yeah she tells me what to do so <laughs> i mean nothing other than everything moving. we've yeah, already <laughs> talked about yeah moving basketball um and then just like i said bible study on wednesdays and church on sunday um we didn't have open gym this past Sunday, um, and we probably will not have it uh, again in February. Um, we kind of discussed it. Um, Paul and I and Kim was in there too. Um, probably it'll it'll go start back up in March and run through up until like Memorial Day. But uh, next year when we restart it in the fall, or I'm sorry, in the fall when we restart it, we'll probably stop it at basketball season because most of the kids that come to the open gym play on those Sunday afternoons or evenings. Um, we played in Mohawk this past Sunday. What did we get there? Two thirty. We left at like six fifteen. So it was. Uh, at least we don't have to drive to Michigan, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or Cincy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, um, so this is going to come out on Wednesday evening. I apologize for the uh, the late release. I know uh, Mike and Nate especially like uh, having it as a routine on Wednesday mornings to to have it out there. Last week I got it on a Wednesday, but I was off and. I was uh, texting these guys, and it was, what, like 9 in the morning? I'm like, oh, it's Wednesday. <laughs> I should probably get it posted. So I was in the Valero gas station parking lot on my phone uploading the podcast from, from Dropbox because <laughs> I, I just got off the phone with Nate and was like, oh, it is Wednesday. So hurried up and hung up, and I'm sitting in there scrolling, getting it loaded. So luckily it's on. So this is coming out Wednesday night. Uh, most of you probably listening to it Thursday morning. But a uh, couple things to mention. Um, if you haven't signed up yet, the Lift America Lasting Impact Fellowship for Teachers is February 18th here at Grace Point, 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Doors open at 5. It's $10. Um, there is a QR code and a website uh, here in the bulletin. Is there a link to it on the website? Yep, you guys called me out. I got it on there. <laughs> okay. <It's> all good. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Um, Marsha's medical moment is out there. Um, if you haven't picked up your giving receipts, please do that. Um, there will be an Ash Wednesday service um, this upcoming Wednesday, February 14th. So there won't be a Bible study, but uh, like Matt said, uh, it's a good reason to show up at 7 o'clock anyway. So 7 o'clock service for Ash Wednesday. Um, there's a benefit for Brianna Hoover, February 17th from noon to 4 p.m. in the CLC gym. Um, her family is hosting a benefit for her as she undergoes treatment for cancer. 
Um, and then there's the Voice of Hope bottles out there to uh, fill up for with loose change and bills um, to give to the Voice of Hope Pregnancy Center. Just take one home, fill it up, bring it back by February 25th. Uh, mentioned here multiple times, the men's fishing charter and camping trip is going to be Saturday and Sunday, June 8th and 9th. Um, so what camping's twenty dollars if you're doing the charter and camping at sixty five there's an AM and a PM charter. The sign up sheets are out there in the lobby right now. Not a lot of guys signed up yet. Um and uh there's one in particular guy who signed up but didn't tell us uh who all he's bringing them, so I'm calling you out, Jay. Who all you bringing who all you bringing with you? I I I I actually don't even think he meant to do that. I think he just signed his name and didn't see the next line. <laughs> so I'm calling you out, Jay. Get a number on there. Um but I mentioned the uh the spring connection group, so um women's Bible. well before I get on go all the way through them, um women's Bible study, um Kim and Jeannie and Yolanda are in uh, charge of that, but I don't have Yolanda and Jeannie here. I do have Kim. So, Kim, uh, kind of tell us uh, what all is going to be going on with that. So, we do our Bible study um, on Thursdays, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. No, 6 p.m. See, I always get confused <laughs> with that. And Jeannie's like, don't you know when you're doing your Bible study? Yeah, sure I do. Anyway, so 6 p.m. on Thursdays. But we are doing a study on Ecclesiastes. So I'm excited to see. It's called Everything Under the Sun, I believe. And it's just, it looks really, really great. So I'm excited to get into that one. And this one doesn't have videos with it. So normally we have one that has a video series. We come in, chat a little bit, and then um, watch our video and then do discussion after that. But this one's a little bit different format. So I'm kind of excited to get into that so it can be a little bit more discussion and going that way. So it's going to be a little different. Yeah, in the cafe. And it starts on Leap Day, February 29th. Uh, yeah, you don't get those very often, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Thursdays, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m., starting February 29th in the cafe, studying Life Under the Sun, an eight week study in Ecclesiastes, uh, cost of $15. Um, then there's the Cullen's Connection Group, Sundays at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. starting February 25th in the Altman Room. Um, they'll be studying the book of Ephesians, led by Jeff and Rhonda Cullen. <clears throat> um, and then here it says there's a preteen girls connection group. It says that's kind of to be determined, seeing who signs up type of thing, but led by Chris Radio and Corky Swain. And then uh, Tony's got his connection group uh, Tuesdays at 6.30, starting March 5th in the Altman Room, studying um, Experiencing Your Best Relationship with God and Others, Romans 12, led by Tony and Glenn Cheeseman. Adkins Connection Group is going to be Tuesdays at 6.30 starting March 5th in the cafe, studying Rebuilding Your Inner World, Looking at the Life of Elijah, and that's led by Phil Adkins. Um, I saw Phil signed up to be on the podcast. Um, i got to get his number again, though. i uh, like to have him on here in a couple weeks. We have a couple lined up, but, uh, oh, yep, Mike's got his phone up. We'll get that. So, so Phil, I'll be uh, getting a hold of you if you get a weird number. Uh, that's me. That's Zach, the <laughs> podcast guy. But... Uh, <laughs> Kim was highly recommending you today, so that's why it's yep. uh, top top of the top of the head here. Um, Money Life Connection Group. Um, it's going to be Sundays at five thirty, starting uh, February twenty fifth in the cafe, studying Money Life Personal Finance Study, led by Doug Walter. That actually seems pretty interesting. I might look into that one, um, and then. The normal men's breakfast and Bible study, which is the first Saturday of each month at 9 a.m. in the cafe, um, were they were doing the Joe Gibbs? What was the uh, book called? The Joe Gibbs one, uh, Playbook for Life. Yes. Playbook for Life. Playbook for Life. Um, finished that up this past Saturday, which that was awesome. That was so fun down there. Um, Mike, I know you were out of town, but the rest of us were here for it and 
A, the food was incredible, but that was just a, a really, really good time. I unfortunately can't make them all because I work a lot of Saturdays, but I'd love to. And so uh, I would highly, highly recommend doing that. Tim's a great dude, and uh, he's a great leader of that. Um, but other than that, there's adult Sunday school. Um, Sunday's at 1015 in the Altman Room, studying Eyewitness Easter series led by Penny Taylor. And then our normal uh, Wednesday Bible studies at 10 a.m. and 7, continuing the book of Revelation. And that is led by Pastor Paul. Um, yeah, so... Uh, on the board up there getting through everything <laughs> yeah there's quite a, a list on there and i was going through just kind of trying to figure out how i was going to fit it all in but that is such a good problem to have uh, yeah exactly like it is so awesome yeah. because you know you think during the winter months when people might be slowing down it's just always ramping up you yeah. know it's so it's just awesome yeah. it's awesome to be part of such a church that is so active you know with service with all of the things that it's just it's awesome awesome well if anybody else doesn't have anything to add uh, we'll wrap it on up um, like I said we'll be back to the normal uh, interview getting to know series next week we got Mike so Mike's gonna be uh, taking notes all week uh, he's got a little grimace on his face right now see that's what Natalie's talking about Mike it's, it's that attitude right there no I'm kidding comfort zone, comfort zone, comfort <laughs> comfort zone. zone. Um, but yeah so back to that next week and then uh so Mike next week, and then the week after that, yes, that would be when Rochelle's friend and co-worker uh, Mariah and her husband Mariah and Kyle Mumo will be on. They've got a really cool story and testimony. Um, we're actually going to record that right after the Lift America event, event, and then uh, probably uh, probably shoot for Phil right after that. So um, uh, again, sorry for the uh, the late release on this one, and I appreciate you guys for coming on here and helping me fill it out. Um, this is actually going to be really cool uh, when we do do the Bible study uh, format next year. This was, like I said, kind of a dry run, but I like it. Uh, you know, I'll make it a little fancier so we don't have just wires hanging from the ceiling. But uh, as, a, as a dry run, this wasn't bad. So we'll get after it then. So thank you guys so much for coming on. And uh, to everyone else, I'll see you Sunday. God bless.